2: I
0: just slipped so far. HopeNet Radio. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the host of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave.
2: Hey, welcome to HopeNet Radio. Jeff, DW, Kyle, and Todd are in studio with us tonight. And so is Tara Kozlowski. We're excited to have you back on the show, Tara. Welcome.
1: Hey, thanks. I'm excited to be back.
2: Yeah. And it's good to be hanging out with you guys again. DW, Kyle, Todd. Yeah, this is this is gonna be a fun night tonight. How you guys doing? What up. Good to be back. <laughs> awesome. Hey, you guys those who are listening, you guys can get connected On the show, anytime during our conversation, email us at hope at hopenet360.com or jump on Facebook and Twitter at Hopenet360. This is a show where conversations save lives. And it's a show that starts the conversation, hopefully, in your family, maybe in your friends, and to start talking about things that really do matter. And for teens, young adults, sometimes parents, it's hard to talk about things that really matter to you. There are lives that literally are on the line tonight, and so you can be a part of the show. No matter what's going on in your life, if you need to chat with somebody, there's always somebody 24-7 that you can connect with at Hopenet360.com. We have live coaches there that are available around the clock to talk to you about whatever it is that's going on in your life. So if you're stressed out, if you're bugging out about something going on at school, maybe at home, you just need to to vent to let something off your chest, talk to a live coach at Hopenet360.com. Com. So tonight, guys, conversation might be a little bit heavy, but we're going to kind of talk about some of these things that happen after this life is over. We're going to talk a little bit about death. We're going to talk about eternity and all these questions that we get in our head when we start thinking about, you know, what's my life worth and what what's really worth living for and what's the whole point of this life? Life itself, at some point for us, our time on earth here is going to end. We don't know when that's going to be, but... Our time here on earth is short. It's not going to be for a few hundred years or whatever. It's we've got maybe a window of 80, 90 years, some people 100 years if if they really lived well. I mean, I've heard of people who smoke cigarettes and live for 100 years. I don't understand that, but the reality is that we have a time when our time is going to be up here. So, do you guys have let's let's talk about bucket lists. Have you guys put together a bucket list of any kind?
3: There's some things I'd like to do. I'd like to be able to do a lot more traveling. I'd like to go say skydiving. I have this thing called a "after I kick the bucket list."
2: Um, <laughs> you've you've talked about that before, Todd.
3: Yes, which involves <laughs> flying, hopefully in heaven. <laughs> you know Yeah. I don't know what you got, Kyle.
4: I got a couple things, and most of them involve sporting events. So uh, I don't know if they're great. Like I would love to sit on the sidelines, like in a Bears game or something like that for me like most of the bears players so I think that would be just awesome but uh like skydiving I've already Wouldn't been that skydiving. be wouldn't
5: that bears game be in hell?
4: In, in hell? Yeah. Uh, um actually Whoa. Whoa. you guys are yeah, bearded. it, it, just, <laughs> it, it Sorry. just got real heavy <laughs> My, you know what? Um, we'll see. We'll see this year and then maybe you guys can uh, eat
2: your words. Yeah well. Hey, you guys you just got uh you picked up MD Jennings. Just recently, huh?
4: Yeah, that's not a great signing, I don't think.
5: Yeah, you can <laughs> have him. That's your guy's garbage. <laughs> yeah, you you can have him, and we're
4: picking up trash. I mean, I mean, he's a he's a decent. Yeah, but player. you're used to that. He'll be a good special teamer.
5: You got the main trash in Cutler, so it's okay.
4: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, buddy. <laughs> we might have to be kicking uh, Dave's bucket pretty soon here. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know what? <laughs> Turn up my sound and. He's, he's, he's messing with me today and it's, it's going to be, it's going to, you
5: know what, Kyle's just a little edgy today cause I, I took his earphones and cranked them all the way up. So he's, uh, he's a little bit on edge. You know, when you, when you start to think about death, I, I've thought this way and of course I'm a weird philosopher kind of guy, but I think, you know what, I am going to be dead a whole lot longer than I'll ever be alive. Whoa. It's true. And, and so th- that's just a really interesting thought to me. That this life that I have, no matter what, you know, I am going to be dead a whole lot longer mm-hmm. than I am ever alive. And and I thought, boy, I better think about that a little bit. You know, down the road. Do you know, Todd? I'll talk to you. Do you sure. know <laughs> that you will die? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know yeah, that for that. sure. You will die.
3: Yeah, that's more certain than actually living. I think. Yeah.
5: Okay. So, and you do not know if tomorrow you'll be alive. No. So, so really, when you think about it, we know something for sure. We know we're going to die someday but we really do not know that we're going to live tomorrow. It's true. I mean, live in a way, yes, eternally, I mean, that kind of thing. But when you think about those, just those little statements, it's like, man, you, you better start thinking about what's really going to be like forever and what's certain. Those are my two thoughts, Jeff, on it. I'm, I'm just thinking, you know, death is really going to happen. Uh, it really is. It's not something out there that's just kind of an idea that we have to play with. And I'm going to be dead a whole lot longer than I was ever alive. And so I need to be thinking about those times.
3: I was talking to somebody pretty recently about just the subject of death in other cultures. And um, we were talking about how here in America we act like it's just a huge surprise when somebody dies. And in other cultures... They, you know, because they don't have it as sanitary or whatever the reason is, they see death a lot more. And so I just thought, are people calloused? And the guy I was talking to, he said, no, I think it's more that they just know it's going to happen. And so what that causes them to do is not devalue life, but realize it's going to happen. And so they make the most of every moment that they have because they know that you know, they may not have tomorrow. I thought yeah. that was interesting. Mm. You,
5: you know, that's very true. I, I wonder in our country a couple of things. I wonder if we are so entertained by death. I mean, it, turn on the television sometime and people are getting blown away, that kind of thing. It, but it, also if, like what you said, Todd, I was in Africa and everybody there, everybody I met when I was there, it was several years ago, either had somebody dying of AIDS and I went there during an Ebola breakout. Now, I'm not going to get into what that is, but it was a terrible, terrible time where people were dying very quickly. Everybody that I met had somebody either died of Ebola, was dying of Ebola, or dying of AIDS. Everybody. Mm-hmm. And right. they were the happiest people I ever met in my life. I'm not kidding. They, they were. They, they, you went to their churches. They rejoiced. They were, it was amazing. So I think I learned much more from the people than I ever went and taught. But the idea of death was always in their face.
2: Tonight, we're going to be a little bit – we're going to try to keep it light – Because death can be a heavy topic, and there are some of you who may have just experienced a death maybe in your family, maybe a friend. And so I want you to know, number one, we do take this seriously because death is a real thing. It's something we can't escape. There's a lot of questions, and hopefully we bring up some topics and and some conversation along the way that kind of trips your mind and want to get on the conversation. We will keep it light, and we are going to laugh a little bit. Death is one of those things that we believe, and I want to say this right up front, that we believe that death isn't the end of life itself. It's not the end of everything that we come to know. There's actually going to be life after death. Now, there are a lot of different ideas of what happens when a person dies, but the way that we're approaching this show tonight, especially, is to know that, A, it's going to happen, B, we have to sometimes just laugh about things, because, it's not really about death. We're not living life based on how we're going to die. We live life based on how we want to live life and to honor and glorify God. So there are things that just really do matter. And so I want to say those things up front. If you're really going through something right now, maybe you've experienced death. Maybe you're just not ready to talk or listen about it, or maybe it's not the right time for you to listen to the show. We do podcast every single show. You can come back and listen to it later on during the week at hopenet360.com. You can also chat with the live coach. And I really encourage you to do that. If you're just struggling, if you're just feeling like, man, I don't know what to do with all these feelings. I just, I have so much bottled up and I don't know what to do with them. There are a lot of people that I've talked to that just have expressed that and they're just not sure where to go or how to talk about it. There are live coaches right now at HopeNet360.com. So that's how we're approaching this show tonight. And uh, Tara, I'd like to get, do you have a bucket list of any kind that you've thought about?
1: Uh, I would agree with travel. I love to travel. So I would love to travel the world. I would love to be on the show The Amazing Race would be the perfect show for me.
2: I think you'd be good <laughs> on that show. I like show.
1: it. But actually, one of the things on my bucket list came true a while ago. I always wanted to be on the radio or on a talk show. So, hey, can cross one of those off now.
2: Well, this is kind of a talk show. It's also a music show, and we're coming up on a break. But really quick, uh, Kyle, Todd, any, any crazy – stories that you've heard recently? Is, is there something about death or any questions that come to mind when you hear about death or you talk to people? What, what questions do you guys get asked a lot?
4: Well, I don't know. I think a lot of people don't understand what death is. So I think a lot of people are really intrigued what I have to think about death, being a Christian. A lot of my atheist friends will ask me a lot about what I believe will happen after death. I think they're intrigued with that. And they're kind of, um, they almost make fun of me in a way because they're, they're so certain. That there is nothing after death. So I mean, that to me is a little surprising and a little disappointing, and a little uh, definitely saddening.
2: What do you guys? What do you guys think is like common beliefs? Are there any common beliefs on what happens after a person dies? What what theories have you heard out there?
1: I think the phrase we always use is "rest in peace" or he, "he's in a better place" or "she's in a better place now." And I think as the show goes on, we'll talk a little bit about. Well, what really happens after you die? Is it just that life completely stops? Are you just eternally at rest? Or like the Bible says, um, our lives are but a vapor. And does that mean that we live life to the fullest and then because it's over soon – Or do we live life to the fullest because what we do and how we, what we do in this life matters for eternity? It's not just live life to live life because it's over quickly, but live life to the fullest because we'll be rewarded for how we have lived our lives here. We are created to be eternal beings and forever living eternally in one place or another, according to the Bible.
2: Yeah, we're going to talk more about that. We're going to go to some music. Make sure to send us your questions to Hope at Hopenet360.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter. We're hanging out with you guys there. More when we come back here on HopeNet Radio.
0: Are you hurting? Stressed out? Need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at Hopenet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave.
2: Welcome back to the show tonight, the show where conversations save lives. This is HopeNet Radio. Jeff, D.W., Kyle, and Todd, and Tara Kozlowski, Tara has done some extensive work in human trafficking in the last five years, and uh, so she is just going to be a voice on the show tonight. Um, not just a voice, but a really awesome person, so you can connect with her. We'll post our links on our website at Hopenet360.com. Also, you can catch the rest of the show if you end up missing it for some strange reason. And uh, you can go to Hopenet360.com, catch all of our recent shows there as well. You can subscribe on iTunes, get connected on our conversation at Hope at Hopenet360.com. And we'd love to hear from you tonight. Our show is somewhat light, somewhat heavy, and it could be all of those. It could be one of those. And uh, we're talking about death. We're talking about eternity because these are the questions that we have in our mind as we go through life. And, Dave, you had some interesting thoughts as we were in the break there.
5: You know, I, I'm just wondering, and uh, anyone on our panel here, have you ever been to a, a funeral and you're sitting there listening to what the pastor or somebody is saying and, and, and you're checking now, do they call it a bulletin or a program at a funeral? I, I don't know what they call that, but a little program. Those. Yeah. You the got a little programs? piece of paper, or whatever you call it, a bulletin program. And, and you're checking it to see the name on there because the person talking in front is making this person out to be somebody that they've never were. And you knew yeah. the person and it's like. And this is the most loving person to ever walk the planet, and the most giving. And you're thinking that was the most stingy, angry person I ever met in my life. And you're you're <laughs> checking the program to see, am I the right funeral home? Is this is this the right place to be at? Did that ever happen
4: to you? Yeah, no, I got a pretty funny story because um, my my I was just recently at a funeral during a uh, winter break. It was my aunt in laws family, and they weren't on uh, they weren't on very good terms, and you could just tell that like. Throughout like the last couple of days, because we had went to the what is it called the the funeral, the funeral and then, wake, whatever. We the went meditation. to like the, we we went and saw the body, but we could just right. see some people like eyeing each other, and you could just see, you could feel the hate. Yeah. And the first thing the priest said when he walked up and. Like enter, like started talking about like whatever he was going to talk about. He goes, I can feel a lot of love in this room. And, and you can see, uh, oh, no. as, he, uh, as, as he says that, everybody's head turns and like, the, everybody's glaring at each other as he says it. And it's like, oh my gosh, this guy's on some, od- some other planet. Yeah. He's, not, he's definitely not with us, because yeah. he doesn't know. Yeah. You know, that, that's funny.
5: Oh, you, you, you'd like to think that that's rare. Yeah. But for some reason, when somebody dies, we, we like to tell lies about them. You know, and, and not truth. And, and then you sit there and everybody just nods their head normally and said, oh, yeah, it was a really great guy. Very inspirational. It was all a lie, maybe. It could be true. I mean, it could be true. Here's what I figured out. And I'm not sure if this is good, bad or ugly. But I thought, you know what? It really doesn't matter in the end what, what I say about somebody. What matters is what God says to them the minute he comes into their presence. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what's really important. There, there is a time of reality that's going to kick in. It doesn't really matter. I can spend the rest of my life trying to bamboozle you guys. I mean, I, I can make you make it look like I'm generous and kind. And so when I die, you know, there's, there's 4,000 people at the funeral and they're all saying, oh, tears. We missed the guy. He was wonderful. And the whole time I was snickering you, you know I mean? I I was thinking, man, I just got to get my name in light somehow and make sure that I, I look good. (laughs) That's not what life's about. I mean, so it's really interesting, funerals, to sit there. It's, it's one of the few times... I, I love actually speaking at funerals. I mean, I really do. It's one of those weird moments for me. But I love it because it's a time where some of the people are actually going to listen. Because you cannot deny death at that moment. Mm-hmm. You can't do it. Re- yeah. Regardless of whatever is said about a person, right or wrong, I don't even know if it's right or wrong. And uh, by the way, if I die, guys, say a bunch of nice things about me, would you? <laughs> uh, but, you know, the the idea is that no matter what is said about me at my death, somebody will be talking to me who will tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. True. And, and, you know, I could look forward to having God say, well done, my good and faithful servant. But I guarantee you this, he's not going to say it if it wasn't well done, my good and faithful servant. Mm-hmm. It, it's not like God lies so that we can feel good about ourselves. One of the great things we've talked about in this program, Jeff, has been that we need to be truthful in things. And and truth Kind of dismantle Satan and his efforts to destroy us, and mm-hmm. the truth of the matter is, Dave wages a sinner, and I, I, I when I die, I I will be in the presence of God. That'll be enjoyable for me. Uh, I was a jerk at times in this life. There's no doubt about it. Um, I also probably was kind at some times in this life. I mean, you can look at those moments and pick whatever. And and at a funeral, you tend to look at the nice moments, and you should. I mean, that's that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you got to realize there's a moment of truth
2: coming. Tara, do you think people are uncomfortable with death?
1: I think so. That's why we don't really talk about it. And the, we all say that this show is about conversations that save lives. And it's important to talk about because it's, a, it's not a very nice topic all the time. But it's important, just like um, Dave just said, is that you can go throughout life having a certain – having your own view of death or even telling your own self a lie – um but in the end god's word is truth and what he says about death and eternity is the truth and what matters so you can you can go through life telling yourself you have time to decide later or think about it later. Mm -hmm. But God's word says that our lives are but a vapor and we have to decide who we're going to serve. And what we decide in this life about who we are going to serve determines our eternal destiny.
2: Yeah. And I think it's important to point out too, and Dave, you've said this before on the show at some point, I can't remember exactly what show. So you're probably going to want to go listen back to all of them, but um, <laughs> we were not created with death as the plan. That wasn't our intended outcome, was it?
5: No. No, you know, death is a really hard thing to take. And if you're going to pretend that it's a good thing to take, then you, you, know, you better uh, live in a fantasy world because God created us to live, and he created us to live in community with him and each other. And what sin does, it destroys our community with him and each other. In other words, what sin does is it makes us ignore God, who we were made to be intimate with. And it destroys our relationship with others because we're always thinking about us and using others rather than loving others. And and what that is, by God's definition, is death. And and really what's interesting, Adam and Eve chose to sin. and And God said, if you sin, there's going to be death. This is not something we even, that God wanted for us at the beginning, but because of His love. And He gave us choice, and, and because it's real choice, there's real consequences. There will be a separation from God and a separation from what we could be if we are people who ignore God and live in our sin and just don't take the offer that he gives to us of salvation through Jesus Christ. It's kind of interesting. When you think about death, one of the hardest things that happened to us is that we look at it and we refuse to acknowledge what it is. For example, when I went and looked at my dad's body in his casket, it was the hardest moment of my life, no doubt. My dad is somebody I loved, I honored, uh, I wanted to be like him. And, and when he died, he died suddenly of a heart attack at age 60. And when he died, it was extremely difficult for me. But I'll never forget standing at that casket. My, I, I didn't want to go in and look at it either, by the way, the body. My brother forced me, which was a wise move. And, and as I stood there, I will never forget the extreme pain that I had as I looked at that body and the extreme joy that I had at the same time. And something hit me there. What hit me very simply was, you know, I've misdefined what joy is. I think all throughout my life, I thought that maybe I had to get rid of pain in order to experience joy. So I spent my life trying to get rid of pain. That's not it. Sometimes they coexist. If somebody dies in your life and you love them, you're going to be in pain. That, because there's a separation that's going to take place. And anytime there's a separation, it's painful. That's why when sin separates us from God, it's painful. That is okay to feel bad about. But it's also a tremendous joy at the same time. We don't define being okay by what we kick out of our lives. We define being okay by what we add to it. So here I am standing at the casket, and I realize I'm separated from my dad. That's very sorrowful. But I also realize he's not there. And that one day I'm going to be with God and with my dad, and this sin thing's going to be conquered and we'll never be separated again. So I'm joyful. So I have both of them. I'm happy and I'm sad at mm-hmm. the same time. And, and I, I am so thankful I did not try and kick one of them out, go get drunk, go do something, try and forget it. No, I'm, I'm glad I didn't do that. I'm glad I just stood there and took it because I learned a great lesson in life that day. That, that even to this day, if somebody does something wrong, I can feel really sad about it. But I can also have the joy that comes from knowing the answer and who God is and et cetera. Does that make sense, Jeff?
2: Yeah, it does. And I think when we talk about eternity and all of these things, it really – there are a lot of questions and I want to talk a little bit more about what different philosophies or different ideas are about life after death. Cause there are a lot of different ideas. There are even different ideas about what heaven's going to look like. Is it going to be an actual place or is it going to be a state of mind? I mean, there's so many different philosophies out there. How do we know which one's right? We're going to talk more about this when we come back here on HopeNet Radio.
0: We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. HopeNet Radio on Q90FM. This is
2: HopeNet Radio.
0: Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave.
2: Welcome back to HopeNet Radio. Jeff, DW, Kyle and Todd, Tara Kozlowski with us in studio. We're talking about... Death, but we're also talking about eternity or what happens after death because a lot of times we think about that. What we wonder, you know, what's what's thing, what are things going to be like? And we'd love to hear from you. You can email your questions, your comments, your thoughts at hope at hopenet360.com or get on Facebook and Twitter at hopenet360. That's where we're at. Let us know what your questions are. What are your thoughts? We hear different ideas, we hear different maybe philosophies or things like, you know, rest in peace or. The sky's the limit, and really when I've I've been doing some searching, I've just searched online because Google is a plethora of information, and you get every single idea under the sun, and so you have to filter through a lot of different things. But when when it comes to death, there are some similar patterns as far as what people think about death. Any website you go to, it pretty much revolves around a couple of different concepts. One would be that nothing happens after we die. Another idea is that while you go into some kind of eternal state, Maybe a state of mind or consciousness. and It's kind of a new agey thing. There's also the idea of being reincarnated. So maybe you die as a person and you come back as a horse or a mule or something, Dave. I don't know what your ideal thing would be to come back as. But there's an idea floating out there. A snail. Yeah, a snail. That would be awesome. Fly on the wall in different people's conversations. I don't know. Where you Uh, come
1: back to haunt people that you loved or knew or hated.
5: Just so I don't (laughs) come back a bear fan, man. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
4: You're afraid of higher
1: power, aren't you?
2: <laughs> we got to hang up the cleats on that. One.
1: <laughs> yes. We have met the limit of bear jokes. <laughs>
2: um, but there's and then there's also this this idea of paradise And or hell or a state of damnation where there is pain and suffering. So there are a lot of different ideas, but they kind of revolve around those maybe four different things. So Tara, maybe start with you. What do you hear from people when you talk to them about death and dying and what happens after life? What do you hear?
1: I hear a lot of people, especially if they're going through a difficult time, if they maybe they lost a parent, they say, oh, I I know that my mom or my, my dad was looking down on me or was there with me um, in spirit. And I think that is, that's a comforting idea, just like we were talking before. Sometimes because death is such a difficult topic – We maybe tell ourselves something that we want to believe, even if it's not true because it comforts us. Mm. And I think it's important with all of these different religions and every religion has an idea about death is how do we know which one is true? And as Christians, we stand on the word of God. So I think it's just important to go back to the word. And what does Jesus himself say about death and what happens after death?
5: Yeah, it, it's interesting that um, I, as you look at what a lot of the world religions believe, reincarnation keeps coming up over and over again for various ones. And what's interesting about that is, you know, we as people have a hard time getting our eyes off of where we're at. So we can't imagine anything else. Right. So we're looking at it thinking, well, if I die, I must come back and live here again somehow as a mosquito or a fly or whatever else it might be. Just because somebody believes something anywhere in the world, it doesn't matter, even Dave Wager, just because I believe something doesn't make it true. What, what I have to do is try and figure out what's true and then try and believe in what's true. I mean, th- that's the, the the lesson. It isn't make something up. I know I could feel the warm fuzzies and say, my mom and dad have died and, you know, I'm sure they're looking down proud on me. My dad actually started the ministry of Silverbrook's Ranch and Clay Bible Institute and all that. And I've had people come and say, Boy, your dad must be proud of you right now. And I just kind of look at him with a weird stare, probably, like, I don't know. You know, I mean, I, I don't know what he's doing right now. I, I know that he's in the presence of God uh, by his testimony. I, I can throw something really weird at you when I think about eternity. Albert Einstein, many years ago, had a theory that if you travel at the speed of light, you don't go through any uh, time at all. You're in timelessness. And I thought, well, that's interesting. If you try and look at how big the universe is and try and figure out where heaven might be, it is billions of light years away. Uh, and by the way, the uh, Fermi lab, I believe, down in Chicago proved that Einstein was right with a set of experiments that, uh, you know, after Einstein died, they said, boy, I was right. If you travel at the speed of light, you're in a timeless warp. That's fascinating. So I kept thinking, and by the way, this is not in the Bible, but I kept thinking, you know, what if people who have died before us are in a a speed of light kind of travel, and it's timeless. And when I die, my dad looks at me and goes, oh, you came with me on the same day. You know, I don't know. It's just an interesting thought. There is so much that we don't know about what God's going to do. The the Bible does say to be absent with the body, if you're a believer, is to be present with the Lord. God is everywhere, so that's an easy one to fulfill. And uh, we're just not sure what really happens after a while. But, But I do know this. I cannot just focus on what I understand, what my perspective is. Uh, I need to go to somebody who has no perspective, which would be God, and has no opinion, which would be God, and find out what it looks like, and then live within the context of reality. And when I do that, I'm really okay. And if I, if I have to live in a make-believe world, then I'm, I keep trying to push the make-believe button and try and make myself okay. Okay. But in reality, I can just relax and let God be God and enjoy. Mm
3: -hmm. Can you explain real quick, Dave, what you mean, just so our listeners know what it means for God to not have a perspective or an opinion?
5: Well, so many times what we do is we put our characteristics upon God. In order to have a perspective, I need to see it from a particular angle. Okay, So I grew up in a home. My dad was a great dad. My mom a great dad. So I I came from a really good family, just like you guys here in the studio. Great families. Okay, So your perspective is one from a dad who cares, a mom who cares. That's your perspective in life. And for you to get outside of that perspective, you have to look at how other people might live to get that. Uh, God doesn't have that. He sees everything the way it is. He doesn't have a perspective per se. He doesn't have an opinion. See, an opinion, again, comes from the fact that I look at something and I formulate an opinion about it. It it doesn't necessarily have to do with truth, but I formulate what I want to believe about it, Mm -hmm. what I want to do with it. God doesn't do that. He knows the truth. Mm -hmm. He, He created the truth. So God doesn't have an opinion or a perspective. So what we need to do is come to him with that in mind, not with the idea, well, here's my opinion, God, and you need to bend to it. Well, he doesn't have an opinion, so we don't approach him as one who does. And when it comes to death and eternal life and sin, it's not like our opinion is going to create truth. And I think that's what Tara was talking about, and I think that's what we've been talking about, is the idea, yeah, there are people that just say, well, this is what I believe. And everybody is afraid to stand up sometimes and say, well, that's nice, but it doesn't mean it's true. You know, I mean, it's nice you feel that warm, fuzzy feeling. I don't want to take that away from you, but the truth of the matter is, I don't know where my dad is right now. What's going on right now? There's only one passage in the Bible that speaks to that. And, and, and I think we need to let God be God. I know Jesus. He's older than me and smarter than me and loves me. I can trust him. I really do trust him with my future. Mm-hmm. And and he'll take care of me. I'm I'm positive of that. And I've said it so many times, Jeff, on the show. If you are really disappointed in God, you just don't know him. and And I would encourage our listeners to get to know him. And then when you get to know him, you'll be able to rest in what's coming up even if you don't know what it is completely.
2: And it's really important to point this out because this is, again, people can get hung up on this or get the, get a false impression that the whole point of the Christian faith or any any faith in itself, but particularly the Christian faith, is that the only reason that we believe in God or in Jesus is so that we end up being in eternity and it's all about what happens after death. Whereas our whole faith is not built on what happens after death and how to make sure that we're in the right place after death. Really, the the core, if we're going to sum up the Christian faith, has everything to do with Jesus and it has everything to do with what he did on the cross for us and and how that – that one thing that Jesus did for us set the course of history. It changed the course of history forever. And yes, it does affect eternity, but it also affects our present and how we're living now. And so if if all you're living after when you're looking to Christian faith or you're trying to find out what is truth is so that you can make sure you're on the right side of the fence when the, the dividing line comes up, when your time is up here on earth and you have to go one side or the other, it's going to leave you disappointed because when it comes to it being in eternity, it's not really – I hate to break it to you guys, but – Heaven may not be a football game. Heaven may not be whatever your favorite activity is doing. It may not be necessarily flying around and being able to move at the the speed of light or faster. That may not be heaven. It may not be able to drive a NASCAR race car around a track, you know, your your favorite speedway. It may not be, you know, being able to go and travel. The Bible tells us we're not going to have this same world here Mm -hmm. after things, you know, finally hit the fan and and this world ends because this world's going to pass away. So there are a lot of different ideas, but again, remember the whole point of Christianity is not to escape hell or it's not to end up on the right side of the fence. It's much deeper than that. It's much more than that. Again, death in itself is not something that we need to pursue or to avoid. Death is just a reality, but how we get to spend eternity with God, how we live our life today, what, what life really means for us and what we do with it really still does matter, no matter what you believe. And so we really do have a guide. I want to get to that passage, Dave, when we come back on the show, because I think there's some really good keys that Jesus himself points out about eternity. So we're going to continue with the second half of our show when we come back here on HopeNet Radio
0: feel like nobody cares we do hope net 360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. a live coach is available to talk right now at hope net 360.com it's hope net radio you can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at hopenet 360.com now here are the hosts of hope net radio jeff and dave
2: Welcome back to HopeNet Radio. Glad you've joined us for the second half of the show. If you missed the first half, we do podcast every single show at HopeNet360.com. You'll be able to connect with this episode after we're done on the show tonight. If you are listening on the podcast, we would love to hear from you. Our conversation has been about death. It's been about eternity. It's been about different philosophies. You know, what happens after we die? That's kind of the main question tonight. So DW, Kyle, Todd, in studio with you guys tonight. Tara Kozlowski, one of our good friends here on the show, and she has done some extensive work in human and trafficking and really just wants to help young people to give a voice to young people about what they're going through and they're struggling with. And especially young girls who are having trouble finding their beauty and who they really mm-hmm. are, not just based on what guys tell them they are or people tell them they are, but how valuable they are in God's eyes. So it's Tara, it's really good to have you on the show this week.
1: Thanks. It's great to be here again. Um, and it's always fun. And I heard that, that Hope Nat had a birthday.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We turned six. So. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? There's so many neat things that have been happening in just in the last six months since we started doing the show and lots of great stuff going on. If you want to get our updates in our newsletter, visit HopeNet360.com. You can subscribe there and we'll keep you up to date on what's going on here. But as far as tonight on the show, it's been an interesting conversation because, again, we're talking about something that everybody at some point in their life is going to think about. What happens after we die? What is there? There's a lot of different ideas. We've talked about the idea of being reincarnated. Some people believe you come back as something else or somebody else or whatever, and hopefully I come back as dr Donald Trump, if that's true. But um, tonight on the show, we've He's also...
5: 75 years old. A, a younger Donald Trump, though, right? Oh, okay. I don't mean, yeah, just... come back like he is now.
2: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not even... Bit. I'm Wait, not even minus sure. Minus the hair. I might get some mail on that one. Anyway.
5: <laughs> I think you should just start with the Trump haircut.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, but maybe back in the nope. day, the Trump haircut from back in yeah, the, the Trump day. There's probably probably a little haircut. bit more there. Start with that. that. In
5: fact... Somebody should go on and take your face. I know somebody could do this electronically and put Trump's hair on it and, and show it to us on Facebook. If you could figure out how to do that, that'd be pretty funny.
2: <laughs> that would be amazingly creepy. And you know what? The, the only thing, though, I could I could coin the phrase "you fired," and then it would just be all perfect. Yeah. This so, was like a Jersey version. Of you yeah, fired. I don't know what that was, but it's like a meme. <laughs> <laughs> you fired. I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, we're having fun. You know what? That's how we approach this show, death and eternity. All of these questions, it's a serious thing, and it's not like we're not being – uh, reverent to it, and especially if you've experienced death recently in your life. And I just want to remind you, if you're just going through some stuff right now, you're not sure who to turn to. There are live coaches right now who care about what's going on in your life and who want to just listen and encourage you. You can visit Hopenet360.com and chat with a live coach anytime, day or night. doesn't matter what's going on in your life. If you've got something to talk about, they're there for you. So, you know, we are funny on the show. Death is a funny thing. We weren't designed with death in mind. That really wasn't the plan for us, and yet because of some things that happen in the garden of Eden, because of some decisions that were made, we have this problem that we come to know as sin, and that is disobedience to God, the creator of the universe, who established the first law, and that was you shouldn't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and guess what Adam and Eve did? They ate the fruit from the knowledge of the tree of good and evil, so... By that, death came into the world. That is the Judeo-Christian perspective. Again, the whole faith is not based on what we're supposed to do or how we're supposed to get to the other side or to heaven, whatever it is. The whole point of Christianity is, again, about this central figure named Jesus. And the most interesting thing about this guy, little known fact, I don't know if you know this, but he is the only person in recorded history who has ever died and who rose again and who did not stay dead. And so that begs the question then if we're looking at other world religions on an equal playing field, okay, we're saying there are different perspectives or different philosophies on death and what happens. Well, Jesus, this guy – Basically, he died. There was you – know, when they poked him with the spirit, water and and blood like poured out, that means that he's been dead for some time. So death was apparent on this guy. He was buried. Three days later, he rises from the dead. What do you guys make of that?
5: When you look at other uh, people who have started religions or religious movements, none of them can claim that. N- none of them can claim that they've, they've uh, died, come back to life, conquered the thing that most people fear – but Jesus did. And if he's going to talk about death, you need to listen to him because he's the only one that has done that. And we would challenge anyone that's skeptical to that to go back and check the historical records, go back and see the biblical record, go back and check the historical record, check out a guy like Lee Strobel, just go check him out and and see what he says about certain things. He's a guy that used to work for the Chicago Tribune as a Pulitzer prize-winning author. Go, go see what he has to say because he once was a skeptic, and he isn't from doing research, and his research is available to you. So it's one thing to be a skeptic. It's another thing to be an honest skeptic and and at least go and and check out the information. And Jesus did exist. He did live. He did die. He did come back from the dead. And if you're going to talk to somebody about death, perhaps he's the guy you want to talk to because he knows.
3: I think that Jesus—well, I don't think. (laughs) The fact that Jesus came back from the dead— Solidifies everything that he did say. It gives him the authority to just say um, what is truth. You know? Yeah.
5: In fact, Jesus talks <laughs> about death in Luke chapter sixteen, starting with the nineteenth verse. You want me to read that for our listeners who so can hear this? Yeah, absolutely. In Luke sixteen, starting with the nineteenth verse, it says, and, and this is Jesus describing something. He's describing a situation with a rich man and a poor man. But in this conversation. Jesus, the one who created it all, the one who actually knows, describes what happens after death. He says, There was a rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate was laid a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who desired to be fed with what fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, even the dogs came and licked his sores. The poor man died and was carried by angels to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. And in Hades, being torment, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus to dip the end of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in anguish in this flame. But Abraham said, Child, remember that you in your lifetime received the good things, and Lazarus in a like manner, bad things, but now he is comforted here, and you are in anguish. And besides all this, there is between us and you a great chasm that has been fixed in order that those who would pass from here to you may not be able and none may cross from there to us. Now, mm-hmm. what's interesting here is I just want to make a couple of comments here to put this in perspective. There were these two people and one guy was a rich guy. This is not against richness, by the way. What he's saying is basically this. There was one guy that was preoccupied in this life with the stuff of this life. And there was one guy that couldn't be because he was so sick. He He just took what came to him. The one guy, Lazarus, the poor guy, one day died. And the Bible tells us right there that he was carried by angels to Abraham's side. Jesus is saying those who die, those who die in Christ, those who are his children, when they die, God is there to carry them. The angels, he sends angels, somehow they're cared for because our trust is in him. And then it says the rich man also died and was buried. Now, now that's very interesting to me. Lazarus died and was carried. The rich man died and was buried. Now, now, in that, sense, in that sense, what we have to understand is, is that when uh, somebody dies who loves God, they end up in a position where they are met by one they love and taken care of. Those who die without Christ, they are ones who are buried in this life, and they end up in a place that they don't want to be in. And what's interesting is if you read the rest of that chapter, and I and encourage you to read it, Not only was there suffering apart from Christ because there will be in hell, but there is no way out of it. There's no way to not be there. In fact, the rich man asked Abraham, could you just dip your finger in some water and put it on my tongue so I could have relief? I've never been that thirsty where I need to do that. And then since there was no way out, he made a request. He made a request of this. Could I please go back and tell my brothers about this place? And the answer was no. You know, often I've done funerals where I've talked and and I've told the people sitting there, if this person, whoever it is, could come back, I don't know what they would say. I mean, I don't want to speculate. But if it's what Jesus talked about, what they would tell you is, look, God's love is real. The relationship he offers is real. Heaven is real. Hell is real. These are permanent places. Spend your time not just worrying about this life, but getting in a relationship with God.
1: That's a great point. I really like the part in this verse 26 and it talks about the chasm for those in hell could not cross the chasm to go into heaven and those in heaven could not cross that chasm to go into hell and Right now, as we're living, that chasm is filled. It's filled by the cross of Christ. We all are born as sinners, so we all deserve hell. But hell was not created. The Bible talks about hell was not created for humans. It was created for the devil and his angels who rebelled against God. Mm -hmm. So it breaks the heart of God that people are choosing to go there. And I think a question that comes up a lot of times is how could a good God allow anybody to go there? You know, how could a good God allow a good person who did good things Mm. to go to such a horrible place? And it was not God's desire. We choose to serve Christ and accept the cross that bridges that chasm for what he did for us through his death. Then we experience not just eternal life when we die, but abundant life, the death and resurrection of, of Jesus and us accepting his gift of salvation isn't just about spending eternity out of apart from hell or in in heaven but really having abundant life here. It's uh, John 10, 10, The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly.
2: Mm-hmm. And John three sixteen. another passage in John that God so loved the world that he sent his only son that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. That word everlasting is eternal. I mean, it's, it's ongoing. So the fact remains that when we look at the life of Christ and we look at who Jesus was and the fact he overcame death, he has some very then strong cases to base his interpretation entire message on based on the resurrection that everything he said about eternity, what happens after this life. And when he talked about it, there's gonna be weeping and gnashing of teeth someplace, you know, after people die there, there are real things that Jesus talked about in scripture that now begs the question, okay, what does this mean then? What What is it going to be like? And that's where we have to begin to ask those questions. So lots to talk about when we come back here on the show. Keep it locked in here on HopeNet Radio.
0: If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at Hopenet360.com. This is Hopenet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave.
2: Hey, welcome back to Hopenet Radio. Glad you joined us tonight. We're chatting about things that come After death, you probably got some questions and maybe some thoughts. You can email us anytime on the show or on the podcast at hope at hopenet360.com. That is our email. And you can also go on Facebook and Twitter at hopenet360. Send us a message there and uh, connect with us that way. We would love to hear from you tonight. So death, yes, it's that one thing that we cannot escape. The one thing that I pointed out on our last segment was there was this man named Jesus who uh, we have come to know as being a very very key person in the Christian faith. He's probably... The key person in all of history, I think that's hands down, because of this one thing, he conquered death, he, he rose again from death. So it's one thing to die, everyone's going to die, but it's another thing entirely to not stay dead, because we know from ourselves, from if we've lost any loved ones, I've lost grandparents, I've lost uh, people that were in my class, there are people who I've known who have died, and they have never come back to life. That's one thing that as humans, we can't account for, we can't do ourselves. But but this one person, Jesus, is very unique in that he didn't stay in the grave, but he rose again. He appeared to many people after that. So there's an evidence recorded of this man that people saw walking and talking. One day was crucified on a cross and then was buried, and he came back to life. So one of these things we have to consider then is the question, well, then what did Jesus say about what happens after death?
5: Yeah, you know, I love this story. I, I, whenever I'm asked to do a funeral, as far as uh, officiate, I'll, I'll use this story to talk about it because it's so plain. There's a guy that was just so preoccupied in this life that he wasn't prepared for death. It's not God's desire that anyone get punished. He's never been a punitive God. He wants us to be in his family. He wants us to have life now. And that's what Tara was talking about in John 10:10, 10, 10, where it comes, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I came that they might have eternal life, that they might have life. I mean, he didn't say eternal there and have it abundantly. Mm-hmm. And that's important for us to understand. And then he goes, and, and, the, and the rich guy that was in hell basically said to Abraham, for I have five brothers. He wanted to go. He said, I have five brothers. I want to go and warn them lest they should come to this place of torment. Now, this guy knew what he was talking about. Here's what Abraham said. They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And, and the guy that was in hell said, no, Father Abraham, if someone goes from the dead, they will repent. And he said to them, if they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced if someone should rise from the dead. J- Jesus was very, very clear in getting us to understand something. If you have decided something, it won't matter if, if somebody comes back from the dead and talks to you. If you've already decided that this is the way it is and facts don't matter to you and the fact that Jesus uh, rising from the dead doesn't matter to you and you want to believe whatever you want to believe, go ahead. But if you want to find the truth... If you really do, Jesus said, if you seek me, you'll find me. If you want to find the truth, you can do that, and then you'll need to respond to it. And in this story, the poor man, Lazarus, he was carried when he died, and the rich man was buried. One went with Jesus because he would never be separated once you're in a relationship with him, and one did not. One was separated for eternity and wished that if he could come back, he could tell that story. Anybody that's gone before us, I promise you, this would be what they would want to talk about if they came back. They wouldn't be so interested in your portfolio or your car or your job. Mm -hmm. What they would want to talk about is, do you know Jesus? Is your relationship with God what it should be? Because if it isn't, the inevitable will happen. And I think that's the main part of, of that story in Luke 16 is Jesus giving us insight to eternity. And I think the other question was excellent, too. There was talking about and Tara brought that up, of You know, there are people that say, how can a loving God even do that? Mm -hmm. How can he send people to hell forever? Yeah. You know, God doesn't send people anywhere. We choose it by how we live. This rich man chose a life where he was so wrapped up in what was going on that, that he didn't make time for God. He didn't make time for understanding God. He was too busy making money or doing something else or having parties or whatever it might be. But he wasn't really taking the time to sort out what life was all about. Mm-hmm. And it was important for us to see that God gave us choice because he loves us. There is nobody in this world who can love apart from choice. If I was a robot and you created me and you came home from work and I gave you a big hug and I had dinner ready and I did all this kind of stuff, you could sit there and say, boy, that robot is so affectionate, so loving, so kind to me. Hmm. But you programmed me. That's a worthless experience. There's not a human being that could feel good about that. They might feel good about creating a robot, but, but they can't feel good about the love from the robot. The fact that Dave Wager right now can walk from God, that he allows me to make bad choices, that he allows me to to ignore him, right now, that is incredibly important in the whole process of love. And so what God wants with me is not a heaven and hell experience. What he wants with me is a relationship where he can be my father, where Christ can be my brother, and one day I spend forever with family. That's what he wants. Yeah. And if we just focus on the heaven and hell aspect, as real as they are, Mm -hmm. and both of them are real and both of them are eternal, we miss out on the relational aspect that God so desperately wants us to have. This sin thing did not send us to hell. It separated us from God. And if we stay separated from God, when we die, we have no more choices and we stay separated for eternity in a place called hell. And you don't want to go there. It stinks to be those people, honestly.
2: And our life is full of these examples. You know, we have this justice system, we have judges, we have uh, a thing called prison or jail, you know, and there, so there's, in a legal sense, this makes sense. I mean, our, our whole world is built on this understanding of justice. Justice is like one of those universal principles that if you violate a law, then there's a consequence for that. And the same thing is true when, it, when you talk about breaking in of laws, you know, when it comes to God's divine law does require it does bring consequence to it and so the consequence ultimately from that very first law that man broke was that you weren't supposed to eat from this tree and that's what we did so the consequence of that is death and death is one thing we can't overcome but i want to get to not just what you know what brings on death because death happens suddenly todd you mentioned it earlier sometimes we're just surprised by death i mean it's one of those things in in our conversation it's kind of one of those topics that's it's hard to talk about But every single day we see examples of it. We see stories of it. One of the most popular searched for searches on Google last year was about this man named Paul Walker. And he was an actor who was in the Fast and Furious movies. And that's not really a plug for him. It's just this was a guy who apparently lived a certain way that impacted a lot of people. And again, it was about this sudden death. We hear stories upon stories. A few weeks ago, there was a lady that was found in a Jeep in a garage who had been dead for six years. And the reality was is nobody came in looking for her. Nobody really seemed to miss her or know where to find her. And they discovered her all these life questions kind of begin to come up. Well, what's my life worth? Would people actually miss me if I'm gone? What am I living for? What, what am I doing with myself? And so all of these things. And, and then the bigger question is, if there's a heaven, how do I get there? It's not necessarily what it's like, but how do I just you – know, how do I how would I avoid that? So maybe that's the bigger question. I, I'd like to hear your guys' thoughts on that. What do you guys think? What have you heard?
1: I think it's really great how Dave explained it as being about a relationship. If you ask somebody, do you think that you would – go to heaven when you die, the most common response is, well, yeah, I think so. I'm a good person. Or sometimes we hear people describe, what What do you think of hell? And sometimes we describe a bad situation as, well, that was hell on earth. Or sometimes we joke about hell and we think, oh, I'm going to be parting it up in hell or I'll see you in hell. It's like, it's a joke. But as we looked in scripture, it's a reality. It's eternal separation from God. It's a horrible place that God does not want any of his creation to go to. On the other side, we have heaven where we will see people that we have loved and who have gone to heaven. And it's in a, a place we can beyond our, what we can imagine or dream of. But it's important to know that what gets you there isn't just being a good person. I heard a really good illustration that somebody had said to me once about how. If you went to somebody's a stranger's house and you told them, I'm going to live here with you, the stranger would look at you and say, well, I don't even know you. Why can you live? in? Why should I let you live in my house? And you would respond, well, I'm, I'm a good person, so you should let me live here. Well, that person isn't going to allow you to live there because they don't know you. They don't have a relationship with you. They don't know who you are. Mm -hmm. That's just the way it is with God, too, is that you can be a good person and do good things. But Jesus talks about it in Scripture, that it's about a relationship. And it's really easy to have that relationship. It's not about saying a specific prayer. It's just accepting what Jesus did for you on the cross and just saying, God, I want you to be my Lord. I want you to be my father. I want to be your child. I want you in my life. Mm -hmm. And Then once you've accepted Christ into your heart, into your life, and just tell him in your own words that you want him in your life and Mm -hmm. that you're sorry for living your life without him and you want him in your life, he'll come into your life and guide your life and make it more abundant here and in eternity. And then when death does come to you, it's not a sad situation because you're simply passing from one set of family here on earth to another set of family in heaven.
2: Right. All right, this is a good spot to take a break. There's more when we come back here on HopeNet Radio. Love
0: HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter, hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave.
2: Welcome back to HopeNet Radio. Glad that you stuck around with us tonight. Make sure to catch this podcast later on at HopeNet360.com. Also, there are live coaches 24-7 that you can go and connect with if you're going through something right now. And especially tonight, we've been talking about death and eternity, a topic that really can bring up a lot of different emotions. And we've been light about it. We've been heavy about it. And this is one of those things that ultimately we can't avoid. And some of us have been affected by death in very real, very hurting ways. We're focusing on the here and now, like what we're doing today that's going to determine our outcome. And uh, if there is this place called Heaven and Hell, which Jesus talked very openly about, that it's also very important that we address it and we talk about it, because this is one of those topics that can be very difficult to talk about or to bring up, and how we do that is also very important. So tonight on the show, Jeff D.W., Tara Kozlowski is in studio with us tonight, and it's been fun having you in here and and just being a part of the show. Also, Kyle and Todd hanging out with us and just inputting their thoughts and experience and conversations they've had with young people. So we want to wrap up the show a little bit and talk about, was there a time where you were really afraid of death? Are you afraid of death?
1: That's a good question. I have to admit, there was a time in my life where I was afraid of death, and it was because I was raised in church, but I was uh, early 20s and thought that I wanted to pursue what the world had to offer, and I was Living like the rich man in the story we talked about, I was so concerned with the here and now, and I honestly feared death because I just liked I was so in love with what I had here on this earth and Now that I have um, rededicated my life to the Lord and made that choice to live for Jesus and asked him to be in my life again, to have a relationship with him again i i don 't fear death i I could truly say i don 't fear death, and i 'm actually excited. Not that I want it it to come to the point, a time where God has decided it will come, but I'm excited to be with Jesus and to meet him and be in heaven as well and want to continue to live the life that he has for me here until that time.
2: Kyle, are you today, are you afraid of dying? I wouldn't say I'm afraid of dying. I I guess there's a little bit of a
4: fear of the unknown. Mm -hmm. Um, Just to be honest, I mean, when I think about death and think about ways to die, I guess there's some times where I would get frightened. But far outweighing that is my excitement for heaven and excitement for eternity to spend eternity with Christ and that hope that Christ has given us at the cross far outweighs the fears that I will ever have of dying. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there is a level to where there are times where I, I think about death and I go, wow, that's so scary. I've never been there before. But I guess it would be the same as, I don't know, marriage or having kids for me because it's unknown. I don't know what what it's like to die. So Mm -hmm. there's a level to where that's scary, but there's also a level of excitement that goes with it as well because
3: what Christ did for us at the cross is so exciting. Ditto that because the thought of dying, the thought of not being here anymore and being with the Lord, that does not scare me. Um, That's pretty exciting. But, yeah, it's kind of the fear of the unknown, not really knowing what that's going to be like. How I'm gonna go, you know, mm-hmm. accident, disease, natural death, whatever it is. That is just something that I'm unsure of, but ultimately the fear of it is not there because um I'm very confident in where my hope is.
5: One of the things I think about is really just Jesus, not not heaven, not hell, anything else. I just think mm-hmm. I want to be that guy that when I die, when I close my eyes in this life, I wanna I wanna be carried. I, I want to know that that um My life was significant and secure, and I know where that comes from. It comes from trusting in Christ. When my mom died, one of the things I wanted so desperately to do is be in there the moment she died. I wanted to see her get carried. Now, I know I wouldn't see her body get carried, but I would like to have seen that moment. I didn't get to to watch that. But I'm looking forward to that time when I close my eyes on this earth and I meet a God who actually loves me, Mm -hmm. and I'm looking forward to that. And and those that are listening, if you don't have a relationship with God, I want to just take a moment to invite you to have one. God loves you very much. There is no desire in his heart that you're separated from him for eternity in that place called hell. He actually loves you so much that he saw the problem of sin that separated you from him, and he sent Jesus down to this earth to take care of that. Jesus actually died to pay for your sins. And God says, I want you as a child. I want to adopt you. It's all my expense. It's all my effort. I want to adopt you. You just need to accept the fact that I want you. And, and accept the fact that you're separated from me by sin and and allow my son Jesus to be the payment for your sin. And I would invite our listeners to check that out. Go into John chapter 3 in the Bible and read it. Read how God, how Jesus talks to the, the guy Nicodemus. And it says, for God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his only son so that you and I could be in his family forever. So when I think about death, I really think of a very special moment. I, I I really do. The thing that I I fear in death if if I go that direction is that I am a married man with children and I know that my wife and my kids will go through a hard time. And that's what bothers me. You know, that's yeah. it. And I know that that's unavoidable. You cannot fight that. Because death is a separation even if it's temporary, and being separated from people you love is a tough thing. Mm-hmm. So I have actually a weird prayer. I've prayed that God would not allow me to go first, not, not because I don't want to go, but because I really understand my dear wife's desires, and, mm. and I hope that I can be there for her. That's all. Yeah. And, and the thing I'm doing, actually, because we know death comes, and we, we've talked about this, every other area of my life I am preparing for one day not being here. Mm. I mean, right now, if I were to die suddenly like my dad did, There are so many young men that could take my place and there are so many young men that are walking with God that know God. When I played football at Wheaton College and I got hurt, one of the great comforts was knowing that the person that came next could play and your team wasn't going to suffer. And I think if if you are going to take this thing of death seriously, it's yes, make sure you're in God's family. Make sure that you understand and seek God and find him. And then make sure that, that when you leave, you have left things in a manner that the team does not suffer. You have worked at preparing other people to carry on after you. And with those things in mind, I, you know, death can come. And, and it will be sorrowful for me if Linda dies or, or her if I die. But in the same respect, it will be something that we will walk through. And the one that dies, they're the fortunate one in that case because they get carried by a loving Savior.
2: Mm-hmm. The The passage that talks about not to store up treasures here on earth but to, shor- to store up treasures in heaven.
5: That's Matthew chapter 6.
2: Yeah, Matthew 6. You know, the the reality is, is I think what ends up making us most afraid about death is the fact that we start to then look at the kingdom, quote-unquote, that we've built, the treasures that we built mm-hmm. h- up here on earth. And we realize those things could very well go away that, you know – Maybe you've put yourself in that spot where you 've been everything to everyone kind of a thing, or you 've tried to build your own empire as it were, and your own paradise here, and to realize that that could just be gone, and that people may never remember you after that day or there'd be nothing to to remember you by you know there's all those things, so you start to think about you know what am I leaving behind here on earth, and you know family to me that's the one thing to me that that would be a heartbreaker there when it comes to death when i when I think about death. There are a lot of unknowns, even Kyle, there's some, you don't know if it's going to be quick. You don't know if it's going to be a disease. You don't know if it's going to be, you know, something that maybe you're just on your deathbed for months and, and you're able to be aware of what's going on around you, but not able to change your situation. And so your perspective then changes. I mean, for me, I'm able to look forward and to plan and to look into the future and, and think there are so many good moments ahead of me, but there's nothing to say that when I drive home today that I couldn't be crippled from something. There's There are so many things that can change in a moment. We have very little control over our lives today, and I think that's the main point is to realize that the little control that I really do have of life, of what happens – forces me to think of eternal things sooner and to make a note of how I'm living today, to, to ask that question if, if I were to die tonight, where would I spend eternity? If, if heaven is real if what Jesus talked about is a real place then how do I make sure that I'm getting there? And scripture doesn't leave us questioning, that it doesn't leave us with just that open-ended, you know, thing to think about and consider it really does tell us that we can know for sure the wages of sin is death, but Jesus came, he gave us life, that we would have life in him if we put our faith and our trust in him. You know, John 3.16 ultimately says God loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish which would be eternally separated from God and his mercy but that we would have everlasting life that God didn't send his son Jesus into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved Romans 6 the wages of sin is death that's the consequence of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord and Romans 10 9 if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So this idea of being saved, of being alive after death, of being in, a place where God is in a relationship with him. That's where it all happens. So we're glad that you've joined us on the show tonight. Again, if you have more questions about faith and life, a relationship with God or with Jesus, visit Hopenet360.com. Chat with the live coach right now. You can catch this podcast later on. We do encourage you to share it. Visit Hopenet360.com. That's our website. You can also subscribe on iTunes. Just search for Hopenet Radio for Jeff, DW, Kyle, Todd, and Tara. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you guys online and next week. See you guys. Peace out.